Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast number 82. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thanks to FXR Racing, designed by racers for racings for racers. Josh Osby wears FXR, among other people. Uh, Pulpamex30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Uh, big things from these guys with uh, helping out privateers and helping out many riders out there. So please check out FXR Racing for all your needs. Use the code and save. Got some cool-looking gear. Race Tech suspension as well. Uh, we thank the folks at Race Tech. Ben LeMay, rocking Race Tech uh, suspension and motors out there in almost every single main event. Well, everyone but one, I think. Ben LeMay uh, from Alaska using Race Tech suspension. Pulp 19 is the code. Call them. Get your motor work done. Get your motor work uh, modified. Get suspension done for your weight and or speed. And uh, Racetech.com will do your vintage stuff as well. They've really, really done a great job with vintage suspension over the years. And so, please, if you got one of those things that you're rebuilding, Racetech could be the guys that you need. Also presented by Maxxis, MXST tires used by the Cat, AJ Cat and Zero, using Maxxis right now out there in Supercross, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, who I actually talked to this morning. And it's really cool when McGrath calls you. But uh, MXST tires, uh, developed by Jeremy, and uh, please check them out, Maxis.com. And we also want to thank Namira Technologies. We gave away a piston kit this week on social media. And uh, Namira.com, N-A-M-U-R-A.com, industry-leading top-end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. No matter what your budget, from a professional to the privateer, Namira has you, you and your wallet covered. They offer a full line of cast and forged pistons for every application you can think of. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. And thank you to our guest who had to sit through this rambling introduction by me. Uh, he is currently 12th in the points in 250 East Coast, coming off a very good uh, Indianapolis this past weekend. It's Josh Osby. What's up, Josh? How are you, man? Hey, good to, good to finally be on the old Paul Vemex show. Thanks well, for having me. Wait a second. Someone asked me about that, and we've had you on the show at some point, haven't we? I don't believe I've ever been on here. Really? Maybe, maybe uh, Cade Clayson was on there at some point in time. Okay. All right. I thought it was you. I, or I thought you'd been on. I remember thinking, like, hey, I've talked to Josh before. But maybe maybe, maybe not because I was scared because I heard you were pissed when we were talking about last year at Dallas. You know? Yeah. You know, I got some, I got some heat from you guys. So not that I wasn't a fan, but I, yeah, I stayed clear of you guys. <laughs> I, I kind of heard that from everything, Cade. Well, listen, uh, yeah, our apologies on that, but um, you know, maybe we got it wrong. Listen, uh, I'm I'm a fan of yours, though. I really am. I I beat this drum of these, and I'm not going to get too far into this because my listeners will just roll their eyes, Josh. But I beat this drum of these teams signing these kids to these deals, and it's just a race in the amateurs to sign younger and younger. And I'm always saying, there's guys out there on Saturday nights, right in front of your eyes that giving a shot could do better. Now, that's nothing against your CTR team. It's nothing against the Rock River guys or any of these other teams. They're all good. They're working hard. But there's nothing like a factory team. And I'm always like, look at Josh Osby. Like, grab that dude. He jumps whatever the other guys jump. Uh, he's always up front. Like, like but, but we're too busy looking at 14-year-olds. So I'm a fan, Osby. I, I bring you up a lot as far as, like, why not help Josh Osby? What could he do on a full factory team so even though you were pissed hey, I, i'm behind you <laughs> hey, i appreciate it a lot um how old are you by the way i'm 22 yeah so you're fine you're fine you're 22 yeah, i would i would you know <laughs> sometimes i feel old but i would say in the grand scheme of things i'm not really old so no uh yeah um 
Well, hey, listen, let's talk a little bit about your deal, about uh, what's going on with you. So Indianapolis this weekend, you're fourth early on. Uh, you get bumped off the track. Uh, you're on the concrete. You jump in. I think you're 15th-ish or so, and you work up to eighth. Uh, you, but you had good speed all day, unfortunately, for that that move uh, early in the main. But uh, still a good race. you got to be happy with Indy? Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with Indy, actually. Uh, obviously, the end result could have been better, but for the situation that happened, I think that ended up pretty good for myself. Like you said, jumped off the track, jumped back on, uh, actually was still pretty good, maybe fifth or sixth or something like that, seventh around that area. And um, I think it was maybe Peters and Oldenburg who got together there after the whoops, and I actually jumped past them and was fourth for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, a rider decided to take me off the track, which all good. I uh, <laughs> got back, remounted, and... 13th or 14th and yeah just worked my way back yeah. forward and uh well almost caught up to seventh there just ran out of time but yeah pretty happy with the main um yeah, i mean obviously hopefully some people saw that there is some speed there um i can go the entire main event length so mm-hmm. hopefully it'll spark somebody's attention at some point in time well absolutely you're coming off two eighth places um two good rides what happened in Atlanta, by the way, because I had you on my fantasy team, and, I, and all you needed to do to be double points, Josh, was beat one guy, which would have been, would have been pretty you know, easy for you, but what happened? I I actually heard about this. Somebody sent me, I, I get like Snapchats every week of like, you know, just a blank stare in the car, but it's like you guys on the on the show talking, and um, yeah, all I needed to be was one guy, but I, on the site lap, I did my site lap parade, you know, start, um, and my rear brakes went out. Oh, uh, really? So Bummer. Just yep. happened to happen. And, yeah, so I they tried to fix it there. You know, they gave us, like, two minutes after mm-hmm. our site lap to try to fix anything. And, um, yeah, just couldn't get anything resolved. And, obviously, I don't want to be a guy that just pulls off. Riding a supercross track isn't the no. you know, easiest thing with no rear brakes. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to let the team know that uh, I would be out there in any circumstance. And... Yeah, it was unfortunate. I felt like that could have been a decent night for me, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just dealing with what we can deal with. Sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. Yeah, shit happens. I was a mechanic for a long time. So, uh, yeah, shit happens, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Overall, you've been happy with your season? It's, it's been going well? Yeah, I would yep. say the first couple rounds were a little rough for me. Just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, little things that were maybe out of my control happened. Um, but, yeah, now things are starting to come together, and obviously some decent results are happening. So, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. How do you like the Yamaha? Uh, I I just did a, an interview with Racer X yesterday, and I was explaining to them wheels. Uh, when I first got like wind of that I was going to be on a Yamaha, I was mm-hmm. really nervous because I've spent quite a bit of time on a KTM okay. um, Orange Brigade and always kind of gone back to a KTM. So that's kind of been my comfort zone. Yep. And, yeah, I was really nervous, but day one on the Yamaha was really pumped I, I actually really enjoy that motorcycle and i'm i'm happy to know that i can go away from a ktm and and still be really comfortable you know i just did one of these with a guy albright maybe maybe it was tj albright uh, a few weeks ago or and he said he went from a yamaha to a ktm and he just felt like the motor on a ktm was better and i'm just i look he's all he's walking to his opinion i'm just like holy shit tj who was doing your motors because to me everybody i talk to and everyone when i watch the yamaha motor is unbelievable um, KTM's got its good points as well, of course, but I mean that to me, that's got to be a huge difference, right? Yeah, and I would say just different. I would, you know, 
each rider rides different, yep. so KTM yep. power is a little bit different than the Yamaha. But yeah, the Yamaha power is pretty insanely strong, uh, straight out of the box. So um, yeah, I would say that was an, an easier transition too, just because you can go from I would say KTM is a good good uh, bike, and then mm-hmm. you go to maybe a, another brand that isn't quite there out of the box, and it can be a little frustrating, but. Yamaha straight out of the curve yeah. is incredible. So that was easy. Yeah, that no, it, it looks good, and and I mean you, you've you've got a lot of skill. You can see that out there. Like we talked about you last year jumping that in St. Louis, I think it was that quad or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're just like and, and and other times you jump things right away. You know what? You're one of the first non-factory guys to bust stuff out. So you've got a lot of skill, and now that you've got a little bit more of a motor there, I mean it's it's just going to make life easier, especially in the 250 class. You know. Um, yeah. How is how so you're on Club MX last year and of course of course we yep. know Club merged with uh Traders and Redemption as well. Yep. Uh you rode in Canadian Series 2 years ago for Redemption I think. Um how's the new amalgamation? I don't even know if that's a word. Amalgamation of all three teams and all that. How's that going? Uh yeah, it's really good. So last year I would say we had a, a really good program for what we were working with, mm-hmm. you know, not much budget. Not many people involved, just uh, a small core group of people that worked really hard, and we made it happen, and I would say ended up with some decent results with it. Um, and then going forward this year, just bringing the entire traders operation into it, um, just more staff, more people, more hands on deck. It's It's been really, really good um, and just made the entire program better in all aspects. That's cool. That's good. How's, how's it working with Skip? Skip Norfolk, of course. You know, at first, I didn't like Skip, and Skip can <laughs> listen to this and laugh, but Skip works in his own way, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, just, you know, you have to you have to learn people, and we, we sat down and, you know, went over everything and learned each other, and okay. uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that guy. I've, I've pretty much put full trust in him, and mm-hmm. whatever he decides, I, I come back from the track and say, here's what I'm thinking, and he does what he does, and I, I told him, I said, listen, I got full trust in you. Do what you think is right, and uh, things have been working out so far. So what was it at first? Like delivery, the way he was delivering stuff, the way he was suggesting things? Uh, how? What yeah, was it? Yeah, I would it? just say uh, how he wanted things to go is how I didn't really want okay. things to go as far yeah. as like bike setup-wise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you just got to understand with a guy with that type of knowledge and been around the sport for that long, uh, you know, obviously at 22, I know everything, so you can't ever learn anything. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, put a lot of trust in him, just because obviously, I mean, yep. being a grass guy for that long and having that knowledge of being around the sport for that long, mm-hmm. I mean, you, yeah, yeah, you got to trust the guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if he comes in and says, "Hey, man, uh, it looks like it's kicking in the whoops. It looks like it's packing," and if you don't necessarily feel it you're the type of guy to be like, all right, Skip, make your adjustment, open up that rebound a little bit? Is that type of stuff we're talking about? Oh, absolutely, yeah. If he comes in and says, if he were to say the craziest thing of, hey, I need to go 14 clicks in this direction, <laughs> I would trust Skip that it was the right direction. All right, Skip. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I oh, just let good. him kind of do his thing. Right. Hey, you're from around Indianapolis somewhere, right? Yep. Yeah, it's uh, two hours, pretty much straight north. Okay, so how uh, how was that this weekend then for you? A lot of like, was there more pressure? Was there more shit going on? Or, or was, was it hard to focus? Um, not. So, I would say quite a quite a lot going on. There's a lot of people that came. Like, uh, we pitted inside this weekend just because of the weather a little bit, and then uh, I went outside to the truck to eat lunch and stuff before the night show, and that's when obviously the pit party's going on. So there was a lot of people. It was a little bit hard to uh, kind of 
I want to say hi to everyone, but at the same time, they got to eat, got to get rested. So that was a little bit hard, but it's it's just so cool. I, I used to go to India as a kid and watch the racing. Yeah. It was like every single year I went, I never missed. Oh, and to cool. finally be racing, it's just like during the race, it was cool. Just, I would say, extra little motivation oh. to, to not let up. Were you there in 99, Josh? Uh, sure. I don't know about that. Well, 99, Tim Ferry, Steve Mathis made the podium. I just want to point that really? out at the old RCA Dome. Yeah, I might have been there, but I, I was so young, I probably don't remember. Yeah, I know. I got it. I know. Everyone tells me that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, couple things. You're running Olean suspension. You're running Hoosier tires. Uh, now, I was a bit skeptical of Hoosiers. We made a lot of joke about the Hoosiers not being able to stop when you took the field out, Josh, at Dallas, yeah, by the way. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's move it on, though. Uh, but uh, Chris Kiefer from Pulpum X, he got a set. And, dude, he was really impressed by them. Uh, you know, and he's a no-bullshit kind of guy. They're not advertising with him or anything. He's just like, hey, these are good. They don't wear out. They don't wear the greatest because they're so good. But they are a race tire. So he's been stoked on that. What do you think of the Hoosiers? And also, how's the Olean's, uh suspension thing going for you? Yeah, I would say that that's like a, a pretty typical you know, assumption from everyone is like, yep, oh, yep. this new tire, you know, obviously we've gotten some decent results on it, but you don't have an Eli Tomac. You don't have like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a top 450 or, you know, no one has been on the podium in the professional level yet. Um, so there's always that assumption that all oh, these things are just another tire. But yeah, I mean, if you look at Hoosier's background, they win everything in car racing. Yep. So to come over, like you have to, you can't be that far off. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, we did a lot of testing with them. Um, been there since the beginning. Skip has been a huge help with that. And, yeah, I, I love the tires. Like like you said, they're, they're a race tire. That's yep. their yeah. goal in mind is to provide, a, in essence, a, a spec tire to the public. Um, you know, something that maybe another tire company wouldn't sell to you. Right. Uh, this is what Hoosier's goal in mind is, is, hey, you buy this tires. This is like you know going to be the best tire you can get on for the weekend. It might not last the longest amount of time, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's what their goal in mind is. And obviously, it's I would say working pretty well. I I, I really enjoy the tires. Uh, and the front is uh, front tires a big deal for you guys, for you fast guys. Front tires are a big deal. And obviously, you know this weekend we had some traction, and everything else. Maybe that wasn't wasn't the case. But did you did you notice it? The front tire being working well on places that where you needed some traction. Yeah, absolutely, and that's funny. Uh, so when we first started, t- you know, testing, we were only on rear tires, yep. and uh, we were a little bit far off when we first started. And you know, we've progressed a lot. And uh, when they first came out with the front tire, we were expecting, all right, the, you know, the front is a lot different because you know, a lot, a lot of weight transfer on it, a lot of different angles you're working oh, with. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were expecting it to be way far off and have to work a lot with mm-hmm. it. But I think all the testing we did with the rear tire, yep. they really knocked it out of the park on the first front tire they made. So cool. that made it testing a lot easier. And, yeah, I, I'm pumped on to have – we were a little bit skeptical about, you know, maybe the rear will work, but front yep. maybe not. But, uh, you know, they, they really made the whole package work. And the Olean stuff, is it is it getting there? Is it is it, you know – close to what you want is is it stuff that you're still evolving and testing on yeah i mean we make adjustments every weekend but that's just because it does work different than a normal oem set of suspension Mm -hmm. um but that's where skip comes into play huge is he understands exactly how it works 
And that's more or less why I put a lot of trust in him. And, hey, mm-hmm. you understand it. Go make the adjustments you feel I need to make. And, you know, I, I'm really happy with my bike. I've been comfortable every weekend, which has been nice. It's not something where I'm like, oh, I can't ride this bike. It's like I'm, I'm pumped on how my bike works. Right. Uh, last year, you, you've you always had speed. You qualify well. We just talked about you jumping shit. That's big. And so you're always – you're always pretty good. Last year, though, uh, you had great races in Minneapolis and, and New England and Boston, and then up and down races from there. I feel like, Josh, 2019, you've been – obviously, look, Atlanta wasn't your fault. You had a bike malfunction. I feel like in 19, your results have been more consistent, your speed's been more steady, uh, and it's been less up and downs. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Last year, I kind of – obviously, rookie season mm-hmm. came into it a little bit with the unknown – um, and it's a lot you learn. Luckily, I had some people like Brayton and those guys to kind of guide me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still, I mean, rookie season, I'm sure there's guys going through it right now. You just, it does take a little while to, I mean, you think like, I'm sure outsiders looking in, you know, oh, you race, you've raced your entire life. It should be no different. <laughs> but there's just so many more variables that go into racing in a, you know, a, a stadium and, just so many other things you know you got to learn yourself in time qualifying and heat races and when to push when not to push there's a lot of variables that go into it so Mm -hmm. yeah i would say last year was a big learning curve for me um feel like i'm managing it better this year and learning better so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm I'm happy with how this year's going yeah i think it's been good uh and again you know your your team's good you're you're solid but um you want to get on a factory team have you have you talked to any of those guys? Has anybody come up and, and you know sort of got your number or anything else? Uh, I pumped you up to a couple of guys. Um, any any sniffs? Any leads? Nothing yet. I I honestly just need to get on my phone and start calling these guys. <laughs> um, obviously, rides don't just. I don't think they come to your front door and start knocking. So, yeah. And maybe in some cases, but in a lot of cases, you just have to start calling. So right. maybe that's. I, I kind of that's a downfall of myself is I kind of stay to myself and just yeah. do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other guys will just walk up and say, hey, here's who I am. I want to ride. Yeah. Maybe I need to be that guy. But, um, yeah, I'm just hoping results speak for themselves. Um, obviously, eighth isn't, you know, lighting the world on fire. But I would say it's, you know, getting in the mix of some factory bikes. Yeah. And uh, hopefully people can understand, like, yeah, yeah, I'm very thankful for everything that I've been supplied by with the CTR team. But as they know. You, it's hard to go compete against a team that has, course, you know, yeah. three times our budget just to test stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I'm always so, uh, yeah. I'm always careful because I've pissed people off team team people in the past because I've asked guys like you like, hey, you know, you want to move on, and I'm always like, calm down, dude. Like you're you're not a factory team. Calm down. I'm sorry that you're you're upset at this, but <laughs> you're just not right. Uh, you do a great sure. job. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Yeah, I think that the, this team has a pretty good understanding of. They're, you know, shooting for that. You yep. know, they're not, they're, they're doing everything in their power to be the best we can be. And I mm-hmm. think that they've been pretty doggone good. But yeah, I mean, anyone in the right mind knows that a factory time team is a factory team because, yeah. you know, of their support. So, um, yeah, it's hard to compete. But that's why I think they've been pretty understanding. If something comes up, something comes up. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully that does happen. Hard had to feel good to uh, catch and pass uh, factory uh, rider Jordan Bailey uh, this weekend, right? I mean, that, I was watching that a little bit, and you, you ha- that has to feel good. Yeah, Jordan's obviously a rookie, and he's still learning the ropes and everything else, and he's a good rider. But when you do something like that, and then you go buy him, that that has to be pretty sweet. 
yeah, it, it was pretty cool. And uh, like you said, he is a rookie, but uh, yeah, came from quite a ways back um, to right. catch him. Right. So uh, yeah, Indy track was pretty gnarly, I would say, as far as like there were some ruts that catch up and grab you. Mm-hmm. Um, as you saw, like in the 450, man, that yeah. Cooper just pulled oh. him almost into that camera. So I know uh, definitely had to be on your toes. And I would say that hopefully that can show. I think you know with the beginning part of my season, some some teams have had maybe some question about fitness just because you know my results have been towards the back of the pack, but mm-hmm. some things are out of my control. Um, so yeah, hopefully that can be like uh, you know yeah show the guys. Yeah, hey, this guy can you yeah, know, go he, the entire main event. He puts the work in type deal. Um, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life podcast with Josh Osby, number 82. Speaking of FXR, uh, the gear looks good. Gear fits good. The worst thing about FXR is that Cade is always around. Is, is it, Would that be true? That's the worst thing? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, gear's great. Yep. Andy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best guys I've ever worked with. Uh, hopefully that doesn't make anyone else mad, but yeah, Cade, terrible. Yeah, I like mean, if we could get... probably find somebody else. <laughs> More FXR, less Cade would be fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man, I hope he, I hope he uh, uh, hears this, by the way. That would be awesome. I yeah. mean, he better be listening. I hope so. I hope so. Um, no, stuff looks good, though, man. Uh, it's come a long ways. Uh, everybody that wears it talks about it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, fits good, looks good. They've done a, they've done a good job, those guys. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, is like it's kind of like the Hoosier Tire deal. I think a lot of people looked at FXR as like this new gear company that kind of came on the map, weren't sure how everything was going to work. And then as they've gotten, you know, I, I really respect their business strategy as far as like they went after a lot of privateers to get a lot of people in the gear. And then now they've worked their way up and they're, they're getting some good guys. And I think the, the better guys getting into the gear, everyone's had super good comments about how it fits how durable it is, like all good things about mm-hmm. it, which is cool for them. Like a lot of gear, gear companies, I think, come on the map and maybe try to go cheaper with their gear and people aren't happy with it. So for the general public, too, it's like, sweet, you can go buy a set of gear and I guarantee it'll last all year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, in Manitoba, they come they come from Manitoba, where I'm from, up in Canada. So uh, I know the guys yeah. well. I know the, yeah. um, speaking of Manitoba, oh, by the way, presented by Maxis and Namira Technologies as well. Speaking of Manitoba, a couple years ago, you race in Canada. Um, you were in the title hunt. Yeah, you crashed and out crashed badly with Dylan Wright, right? At some near the end of the year, but you were right. There was a great, there was a nice title fight going in MX two. Yeah, and uh, yeah, everything was was lining up there pretty good. Unfortunately, it's kind of funny. I Sean, I have a shop here at club, and he's like my shop mate, if you will. Uh, he was one of the guys in the title hunt, and yeah. he in that moto got a I, I think it was a dnf uh-huh. so i was we were like pretty much tied in points um and that moto probably would have put me it would definitely would have put me with a red plate even if i didn't crash oh. would have finished on the podium yeah, yeah and uh yeah that was a bummer way to end the season ended up in an ambulance and on the way to the hospital right and uh yeah not a fun way but no. the season was fun leading up to that so that yeah cool. it was uh sorting out pretty good now some of your team is going to Canada to do the nationals. Some aren't. What's what's your situation? What what are you uh, are you going to do it? Do you know what's up for the summer? I uh, actually just yesterday sat down with uh, the team, went over uh, what was going on for Canada, and uh, a decision should be made definitely by the end of this week. Okay, so, all right. Uh, just trying to sort some things out. Um, but yeah, they are going to Canada. 
Um, there's a possibility I will be too. Just trying to sort some things out and on, yeah, you on might 250? see me up there. Two fifty. Two fifty or four fifty? Two fifty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Two fifty. Uh, that's. I mean, man, like you're 22. You're putting in good results. You want to get noticed by these factories. You disappear Correct. all summer. That's a bad thing. But the good thing is, is you're not spending money to go racing and making the purse money the Nationals are, which isn't great. And you're getting a chance to run up front, possibly win races, get things paid for, and make money. Like shit, Josh. I don't know what I would do, you know. But, but there is that. There is that whole out of sight, out of mind thing to these U.S. team managers. And that's what, I, and that's uh, another thing that this team has been very, uh, you know, we can be open with each other, and mm-hmm. that's one thing I express is like. Is my heart is in the U.S. It's obviously where I'm from. Yeah, it's where of course. I want yeah, to be. it's like where the factory teams are. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough because, like you said, you go to Canada, everything's paid for. It's a good program to go out there, but you're out of the eyes of the people you want to be in front of. So yeah. that makes it tough. Of like, do you just risk it and spend the money and hope that somebody picks you up just because they see you during the summer? Yeah. Or do you go to Canada and have a you know? good season and mm-hmm. you know maybe make some money and yeah that's, yeah that's the tough thing that i'm in right now is just trying to decide that i'm i'm with you i wouldn't want to be in your shoes i don't know what the right way to do it is you know um tr- trying to race 250 nationals on a privateer bike and spending your money and and just eating eating dirt for 30 minutes plus two yeah uh it's not fun you're right but yeah i i got you but you know on the other hand uh jess pettis defending champion is 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 certainly a great rider, and he's on the radar of some teams here. If you can go up there and run with him, and I think you can, and beat him, that's also a good thing, right? If people are be like, well, Pettis is good, and Osby's good, and Osby's beating Pettis, I don't know. There's that positive, you know? So Yeah, and that's another thing, too, is I think it kind of, uh, you know, I was kind of discussing this with everyone, like, you know, you can go up and um, have somebody who's winning everything and maybe you're or winning some and you're beating them and like that's a really good guy in canada mm-hmm. but until the people in the usc it's like you know yeah uh, some of us might watch the gps and watch hurlings and it's like oh yeah that guy's winning he's good but you don't see how good he is until he comes here in front of us and mm-hmm. you see like wow that guy is incredibly good right so i think it helps too is like jess came here and he's done good in supercross and like i think that kind of obviously you say it's it sparks some interest in some people's eyes and i think that that will also help everyone going forward in canada as, mm-hmm. you know obviously they see he's a good rider and if you are battling with him or beating him you know that could still keep you know the interest yeah. high for you here yeah yeah so, go off but yeah yeah, good luck in your decision. We'll see what happens. Uh, it sounds yeah. like you're going to go, so I would bet you're. I would. I would bet you're going, Osby, if I had to. But that'll be interesting for uh, sure. Yeah. So, um, hey, so uh, moving on from that, uh, you're from Indiana. You said you went to Indian, every Indianapolis Supercross. Uh, who'd you race against as an amateur? Like, who would you look up to? Who'd you local races go to local races with? And, and who'd you and who'd you race with as amateurs? You know what? The Sewell Brothers. I was going to say the Sewell Brothers, but I thought you were too young for that. Yeah, no. Well, I I was pretty young, but um, I would say, I don't know, maybe 85, that that age group. I don't know exactly how old I was, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, they pretty much, they live like, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes from me, and they pretty much just took me under their wing, and oh, I went wow. down south cool. with them for a little bit, and any time during the summer that we were at home, they would load me up with them even though it would be hectic having that many bikes in the back of a truck and that much gear <laughs> like 
they would just load me up and take me and uh yeah they they helped me out a lot just my uh, my dad owns his own business so he's always busy with work so i really uh-huh. didn't get to ride that much uh-huh. um but thankfully for those brothers they uh <laughs> they let me tag along and uh go riding quite a bit i was uh hanging out with one of the brothers i don't know which one i got it mixed up but uh years ago and yeah good dudes uh big nasty knows him knows one of them yep and so yep. i was hanging out with big nasty who was in hanging out with one of those guys so um how are they doing i know one of them had a, some serious injuries from a crash right how are they how, how are the, travis yeah, travis so, uh, and uh shane yep yes yep. how are they doing travis and shane uh good yeah um shane pretty much stepped away after his he had a pretty big crash the last year in arena cross mm-hmm. um messed up his back pretty bad and um yeah, just, I mean, I think that at that point it was like, hey, I, I want to be done with racing. It was, you know, yep. he's unfortunately had quite a lot of injuries through his, his racing career. And um, he just finally stepped away from it and said he was going to move on. And uh, I think mm-hmm. that's been good for him. I think he's uh, obviously once, once you step away from racing, you don't really hear about people a lot. But, yep. uh, yeah, he's doing good. And then Travis was supposed to come. Actually, he was going to race East Coast Supercross this oh, wow. year. But uh, he had his one of his knees was ace like pretty much everything in there was torn for quite some time <laughs> yeah and uh yeah just he he dabbed it wrong in a turn actually here at club mx mm-hmm. and just said hey this is i need to get it fixed and obviously he's at the age to where he was like hey it's, it's time to move on he's tired of being hurt yeah um just ready to move on from it so yeah they're both just uh back in indiana working yeah uh, i guess on to the next stage of life Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah, good good dudes for sure. Uh, one of those working yeah. class heroes, you know, of motocross for, for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, you're down there at club. We need a filthy fill update. How's it? How's how's his prep going for his attack on the Canadian Nationals? You know what? It's funny you bring up attack because yesterday we were doing sections. I roosted the guy. He grabbed me like the J-Law Villapoto <laughs> fight. <laughs> he didn't let go of my helmet. I ended up looping out my bikes, and I grabbed him. We were wrestling. You know, we have all these other kids here doing sections with us. There's probably 20 other kids. Him and I are laughing like crazy, even though I don't like him. Right. Uh, and, yeah, he's the guy. Um, oh, so so things are going things are going well. Phil's losing his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were, it was a full-blown fight. Everyone thought it was serious. We were laughing, but... Uh, <laughs> On a serious note, yeah, uh, he is riding really good right now. I think he will be a, a big threat from Canada. Um, okay. It's a different bill. Like I, I said, I, I think he's going soft a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you were telling me this, right. Yeah, you, you have a different – you have but, a – is Phil going through a midlife crisis perhaps? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he, you know, got a taste of the Canadian way and that's like, <laughs> hey, be nice about everything. Like, hey, do you want to come eat breakfast? I've never met you, but you can come into my house and sleep in my bed and – Maybe he's just realizing that that's how you have to be when you go to Canada. I'm not I don't sure, know. But he's definitely going soft, dude. I I've been telling everybody like my buddies up there in Canada, and actually I'm going to Calgary. I'm going to go to the opening round. I booked a ticket the oh, other day. Um, I was telling my buddies like Phil is going to lose his mind on these lappers because they're the the lappers oh. aren't very good. They're B riders or you know guys who are plumbers during the week or whatever. And <laughs> Phil is going to lose his mind at these guys. Oh, yeah, like last year there was the incident between, uh, it wasn't even with Lappers, but it was Gurky and Thompson, yep. and they were pulling each other's hair off. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then Phil, Phil attacked is, Thompson for no reason uh, for, over the Fossiati thing. 
Yeah, I think that there will be a lot more than pulling tariffs in Phil. And I don't think the Canadians are ready for that. So if any privateer, maybe lapper Canadian guys in the MX1 class are listening, yeah. get out of his way because yeah. he will end your life. How many throat slit gestures do you think? There's 12 or 10 rounds, so two per moto, maybe 20. Oh, there's. Yeah, at minimum. Right, right. <laughs> There's going to be some people really questioning about Americans after he leaves <laughs> after this year. I was talking to Brayton. I don't know if you if you listen or read our stuff, but Brayton at one of the rounds was telling me, he's like, dude, what's up with your guy, Phil? And I'm like, what, you, what happened? He goes, he shows up at club. He starts yelling at me about my results, saying I suck, saying I can't start, I need to do this, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and Brayton's like, I'm pretty sure I beat you, Phil, in 95% of the races we've lined up with. So, like, You know what's funny? I was there for that Okay, all right. So you were there. And, uh, right. Yeah. And, yeah, JB was like, hey, man, I mean, respect the opinion, but uh, I think I'm doing all right. I think I'm doing all right. I just won a race, Phil, last year, a Supercross. Yeah, yeah the oldest guy to win a Supercross. Yeah. He's, you know, and- not – not that he has it figured out at all, but he kind of has it figured out. Right, yeah. And Phil, who never really grasped the indoor game as well as the outdoor stuff. No, Death Cross. Death Cross. <laughs> right, Death Cross. is yelling at JB. Now, Phil said it was only about starts. He said, I don't care about the first turn. After the first turn, you do what you're going to do. And I'm like, well, that's not what I heard, Phil. I heard it was an overall tongue lashing that you gave Brayton. So. Yeah, Phil was full on trainer to JB, right. and JB was not having it. <laughs> I like it. I like it, and he shouldn't have it. Um, yeah, a few years right. a few years ago, I talked to Cade and Alex uh, Ray, who was down at club. This is JB, uh, maybe first year at, at MCR, and they really told me like their eyes are opened as far as like what an elite 450 guy does for work and what he does for off the bike and on the bike and sort of how professionally he takes it. Both of those guys were like, yeah, dude, he's an animal, and JB this, and JB that. And um, Is it similar to you where, where it's really nice to f- – and we'll leave Phil out of this because you wouldn't want to follow him. Um, but is it really nice to have Brayton there at times to bounce things off of or to look at and be like, that's what I need to do because that's where I want to go? Oh, absolutely. Obviously, riding alone is a huge aspect of, like, that guy is – obviously incredible at what he does Mm -hmm. and to be able to see what he does routing and practicing every single day and have him help with that is huge but then another thing too and man i'm in that guy's shop all the time like just he is you know an open book with like hey if you have a problem come talk to me or he's had times where he's just come over and he's seen that i've been struggling and just come over and talk to me about it and that's huge for me just because a guy at that level to you know a lot of kids here obviously jb is like the nicest guy ever yeah. a lot of the kids here are like i can't go talk to him he's just in break <laughs> and it's like to have a guy like that go out of his way to help people out and like you could literally go ask him anything life right riding any any situation scenario and he's yeah. just open yeah. to talking about whatever and that that's huge for me just because as even last year as a rookie you know you have so many questions and he was like you know the bumpers on the on the bowling alley, just like guiding me through it all. So yeah, it's it's huge to have him here. And then if you ask Phil the same question, to be like, ah, fucking, I don't know, fuck, 
Yeah, he'll tell me to go get a job. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's his move. Go get a job. He tells everybody that. Yeah. Um, exactly. No, uh, yeah, I talked to Brayton yesterday, actually, for a little while, and we were talking about different things in the industry. If you think about it, Brayton's been on, you know, janky privateer teams that, you know, are paying no money. He's been full factory rider. He's been, uh, you know, his year at BTO on the KTM didn't go well. It hit his head a lot. You know, almost, I would think, thought about retiring. He's had this great renaissance. Justin Brayton has literally been through everything in the industry. Yes. Yeah. And still, like, it, it's crazy that through it all, I would say he's like a testament to persistence. Mm-hmm. And, like, how cool is it? Daytona, oldest rider, yeah. wins. Like, yep. who would have ever thought that? No, it was, it was incredible. It was one of the coolest wins. I've been in the pits for over 20 years, and it was one of the coolest wins I've ever seen. Or, or, you know, or, 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 yeah, just been a part of as far as being there live. Phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, and he's somebody that, you know, you can bounce off of for riding technique as well and, and everything else. So, yeah, and that's another thing, too, is like if you watch the guy, I think that's why he can do what he does at the age that he is. Um, obviously, well, I think he just turned 35. So, in the grand scheme of things, he's really not old. But yeah. in racing terms, we'll call him old. Uh, yeah, I mean, the guy does. Like he he will do any amount of motoing during the week and go to the races and still be just as good on the weekends. And it's like your man, your your body shouldn't allow that. But his technique mm-hmm. and his riding is so on point yeah. that that's what's nice. Is like you're not talking to a guy that you know might you know have a little bit sketchy riding style <laughs> or whatever like that. Yeah. Like you're talking to a guy that really has it together in all aspects, yep. especially mental side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, FXR Racing, use the code PulpMX30 to save. Also, uh, Race Tech suspension, thanks to Race Tech as well. Pulp19 code to save, Privateer Island Life podcast, presented by Massis and Namira. Uh, what do you need to work on, Josh, talking about that? Like, what, uh, what does Brayton think you need to do better? Or what do you think you need to do better and work on to take that next step? Uh, what we've been really talking about is just how to manage a race. And I think that's one thing I've been getting better at with these last few weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as stupid as that sounds, like obviously I'm not I'm not uh, winning races, so I'm not like managing a lead. But um, you can still manage yourself as far as like I would say I'm a pretty you know wild guy. Like maybe not an A ray, but you know yep. I have to really pull myself back from just going wild. And when I go <laughs> wild, I just ride. You know, it might be fast for a lap, but after yep. that, it's you know just whatever. So really, just pulling myself together, managing my riding throughout the races. Um, last mm-hmm. weekend, I would say normal me would have just after I went down with another rider, I, I would have just freaked out and grenaded yourself. <laughs> yeah, trying to go that much harder. Yep. Um, but yeah, just really kind of composing myself and um, just my composure at the races. I think that's what Justin's been helping me out a lot with. And uh, I yeah. think once I can fully figure that out and figure out my entire Saturday, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's when even better results will come. Yeah, you can see you have talent, you have skills. Uh, jumping things, whoop speed, like you can ride a motorcycle. You just, yeah, it's mental stuff. It's it's being calm, right? It's it's all of that, putting yourself in yeah, good, yeah. good positions. Um, Pulling it all together. Yeah, yeah, because definitely watching you over the last couple of years, yeah, you, you can ride a motorcycle, no doubt. There's, there's no problem on that. Um, so last year, St. Louis, we talked about that quad. Like, So you're in unseated practice. There's this big quad. Yep. You sent it on the first lap. <laughs> Yeah, I was so, it's funny because I, yeah, my trainer Brandon here at Club, uh-huh. actually the owner of Club, uh, 
he knows me well enough to know that like when it really comes down to it, I'm I'm a big head not not a head case, but like he <laughs> yeah. can mentally get me past a lot of things yep. just by saying the right thing. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, he told me before that practice, hey, you have to jump this quad. Every other 250 guy is jumping it that's in the top times. Um, but that wasn't true. That wasn't true. That's not oh, true. 100% that's... not true. But he told me that. So in my head, I'm like, okay, everyone's jumping this quad. Jump it right away. So I went oh. and tried to jump it. Obviously, I cased it a little bit. Sort of got it. <laughs> sort of got it. But then uh, a couple laps later, jumped it. On. Yeah. Good. I was just sitting there, and I'm like, Osby just jumped that thing on the first lap. Wow. Yeah, it was it was quite the stretch. That thing yeah. was big. No, I liked it. I liked, I liked the balls that took. That was pretty rad. <laughs> uh, you know, as a privateer guy, too, you know, like, just, yeah, I'm going to do that. No problem. Yeah, uh, got it. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, man, thanks for... Thanks for doing this uh, again. Last good last couple of weeks for you. Um, really working hard and and creep, creeping up into the top ten in points, which I think you will be before the end of the year. And and uh, yeah, just keep on grinding away. Like I said, I've talked to a couple of managers, and I'm like, hey, why don't you help out a guy like Osby or Hart? I brought up Hartraft or Hayes, yeah. older yeah. guys that are putting in good results on on non factory equipment instead of hiring that 16 year old for four year deal that you never know how that's going to go. Why don't you look at some of these guys that are – and, again, I brought up you three guys, and I, I really believe that. Like, maybe maybe you wouldn't improve, but you know what? I, the kid's doing X now on that team and bike and give him, you know, salary and, and everything and watch and see how he can grow. But I don't know. I'm trying, Osby. So Yeah, no, hey, I appreciate it a lot, and hopefully somebody will at some point in time uh, give me that shot or, I mean, even for the sake of the other two, like, obviously it would be awesome if I could get it, but just – to have one of us mm-hmm. go, and I think any three of us could go show that uh, with the right bike and yep. the right group of people and, like, less stress. Um, yeah, I think that yeah. better things could come of all three of us. So, yeah, hopefully somebody takes that chance. I appreciate you uh, stepping out and putting my name in the mix. Um, maybe, hopefully somebody will grab hold of that. You know, maybe some of the issue, too, and, and, and you obviously you're happy at club, you got a good thing going, but you're not in California, too, right? That's part of it. I mean, you're from Indiana, you're – you know, but maybe yeah, I guess I don't another know. Thing out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah. Another thing where they're not, not they're not seeing you at at Elsinore, or they're not seeing you at Milestone in the off season, or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't. I, who wants to go live in California if you got a good thing at club? But that could be part of it. Same with Heartrath. Same thing. You know. So just gone. Correct. You could know? be. Maybe I just need to be that guy, that crazy dude that just gets their phone numbers and never it's like a psycho ex girlfriend that never oh, quits calling. Yeah, I like that. Maybe, maybe I maybe I have to be that guy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe or maybe just T-bone the shit out of somebody and be like, what, "How's that? How's that?" You, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my good buddy Davalos. Maybe Mitch loves me now. Yeah, maybe not. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, oh, cool, man. FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life presented by Maxis and Namira. Uh, Josh Osby, thanks for the time, Josh. Appreciate it. Enjoy your week off, and we will see you at. Uh, Wait, where are we going? Uh, Nashville. See you in Nashville. Yep. Cool. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Thanks for everyone for tuning in, and I will see everyone in Nashville. Cool. Thank you. Yep, thank you.